Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Ironic rejoin music for 400, please. Ooh-wee. That's Nation. What a humdinger on a Friday night. As the kids like to say, what an absolute banger at the end of the summer. You know, I was just checking Merriam-Webster's dictionary for synonyms to the word humdinger. And let me tell you, tonight, people, we had a doozy. Oh, that was a beaut. What an absolute phenom. It was a rip snorter, a doozer, dare I say. Perhaps a lollapalooza or a sock dollager. (sighs) Can we just be done with preseason already? Oh, thank God. Hey, breaking news, everybody. I am here. I am Harold, too. I am the messenger. Please don't shoot me because I come with good news. The New England Patriots preseason is all but officially over have mercy hallelujah ptl for those who made it through the entirety of patriots and when i say patriots i use big old air quotes because there were not a whole lot of patriots that are going to be on the patriots four days from now let alone 16 days from now when they take on the philadelphia eagles on tom brady returns day at the newly renovated in case you hadn't heard gillette stadium yes it was patriots at Titans, and if you made it through, as they say in the Deep South, bless your heart. They may need to build a new stadium in Nashville just so a game is never played at that stadium ever again. Ah, many of us were likely hoping the officials or coaches were looking for a reason to call tonight's affair with 10 minutes and 29 seconds remaining. Fortunately, no major injuries occurred. No reason for anyone to call it due to anything unfortunate. I wish Mookie Betts could have actually made an appearance in Nashville tonight, or maybe somebody could have driven a pedal tavern from a bachelorette party onto the field to give us something fun. And yes, that was Patriots linebacker slash defensive end Ronnie Perkins vomiting on the field in the second quarter, but that was due to heat, not due to sickness from boredom. 
Hello, good evening or good morning, depending on where you are as you consume this program. This is a surprise Six Rings and Football Things post-game show here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEEI.com, the Odyssey app, and all across the great Odyssey and WEEI Sports Network. You can get in touch with us at any moment by simply dialing these 10 numbers, 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. It's Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart returning for a second season of the Best Patriots postgame show in town, the Six Rings postgame show. The socials at WEEI, at Jumbo Hart, and at Fitzy GFY. The Taz Man is producing tonight. Say what up, Taz. Just an absolute pleasure to be here. My debut. Love working with you guys already. (laughs) Isn't it a peach? I mean, if you were going to come in on a more memorable affair, if there were going to be a game, people would say, you'll be telling your kids about this one. Let me tell you, you're always going to remember where you were, where you were sitting, what you was doing when the Patriots took on the Titans in the preseason of 2023, Taz. There it was. What a great night to have you aboard. Thanks for working tonight. I do what have a, to shout out Calvin something. Munson. What a game from him. Hey, listen, a couple people showed up tonight as well. Munson, thank God. Thank, because you know what basically happened tonight, Taz? The entire Patriots, to borrow the use of the word Munson from the great, iconic, dare I say, Farrelly Brothers comedy Kingpin, my personal favorite from their canon of classic films, the Rhode Island filmmakers that they be, uh, the Patriots uh, and many of the players who could be in jeopardy of holding a roster spot kind of Munsoned on the field tonight while Calvin Munson actually showed up. And I think maybe one of the guys who locked up a roster spot on the 53 tonight as well. Uh, that, that There was really, truly, dare I say, I don't think I'm going out on much of a limb here. And if I am going out on a limb, I'm pretty sure that limb is strong enough to support me. There was not a lot of entertainment value in Friday night's affair between the Patriots and the Titans. If, if procedural were to be the correct... I, I feel, almost feel like procedural could be too zesty, too bold of an adjective to describe the way that Patriots and Titans went about tonight. In case you missed it, and you may have, and perhaps you were just going someplace right now, or perhaps you're enjoying our Saturday morning rebroadcast of this very fabulous post-game Patriots program, the New England Patriots, on offense tonight, started quarterback Bailey Zappi as Mike Reese of ESPN told us in advance it was likely most starters would not be seeing the field tonight. Spoiler alert. He was correct. And without the starters on the field tonight, we had a bunch of people. I don't know. There wasn't a real high level of compete from a lot of the guys. I mean, some of them were, some of them were, and we'll get to those guys in just a few minutes. And, of course, when Andy joins the program in just a couple of minutes as well, we'll do his famous three-up and three-down segment, as well as give you a maybe not too early, but kind of on-the-horizon peek at who may be some of the guys who made the team tonight and whose roster spots could be in jeopardy as well. There were a few guys that had some heart and hustle out there tonight, but this felt clinical at most. You had Bailey Zappi out there, no Mac Jones, no starting offensive line, no starting weaponry, although Kayshawn Booty did see the field for the opening series after that. His evening was over. Uh, A sign, I think, uh, our friend Mike Cadlick, our WEEI.com Patriots beat reporter, indicated could be that uh, he's to be preserved or at least not put in harm's way he could very well have made the team uh in advance of tonight after a strong week of practices of course after the unfortunate injury of isaiah bolden last saturday night in green bay with 10 minutes 29 seconds remaining uh lafleur and belichick decide to call the game they canceled joint practices this week 
And dare I say, as Andy Hart joins the program now, Andy, it feels like the energy that you and Mike Cadlick reported on this week with the Six Rings uh, post-practice podcast, the la- low, dare I say, or lackluster energy that they conducted the walk-through 75-minute practices this week kind of carried into tonight's affair, which was a glorified walkthrough that featured pushing, shoving, terrible passing, uh, and, and the occasional hard hit, and some sloppy tackling over. Oh, and also some terrific decision-making. Hey, J.J. Taylor. Remember earlier in the game when a lot of people tweeted they thought you were going to make the team? Maybe you best not try to return a 63-yard punt out of the end zone. Yeah, if preseason has anything to do with regular season, the Patriots are porked because I've been thoroughly unimpressed with the bulk of their summer on the practice field, on the preseason game field. Bill Belichick, in my opinion, took this week off. They went from joint practices to hour and 10-minute workouts with limited tempo at Gillette Stadium. And then while I listened to a coach in Pittsburgh who's never had a losing record say, yeah, you got to spar if you're ever going to box and put his team on the field, Bill Belichick chose to rest all his guys. I I really don't know what he's doing. This is a coach that used to say football players play football, and to get ready to play football, you have to play football. And I'm thoroughly unimpressed with the preparation process. And the worst part of it is I don't even think they're that talented. So – when you mix poor preparation with limited talent, I don't have a lot of hope with what I'm going to see early in the season, the extension of the preseason. Um, and tonight, the first preseason game was as abysmal as tonight's. They were both really, really bad. And then oh, the one game God. in the middle ended early. Yeah, there was a few guys out there tonight that give them credit. Mm-hmm. Their career is on the line. And I mm-hmm. they literally <laughs> threw it all out there on the field in the form of Ronnie Perkins when he threw up and then made a tackle. Um but beyond that, I just I, I don't really I don't really know what to say about this mess of a football team. I I, I have to be completely honest. Uh, I just allow, allow me this momentary digression, and then I want to get to I think actually a relevant, if not salient, question that uh, comes sort of to the entire our entire overview of what the Patriots put forth this preseason and how it pertains to the regular season. But Andy. I fell asleep at 10.15. I had my wife wake me up at 10.40. She's like, you have to go on the radio in 20 minutes. I said, did I miss anything? She said, nope. nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. And you know what I think alarms oh, me the most? God. There were some guys out there that people tell me might be starters, and they stunk Ooh. too. Jack oh. Jones sucked. Jack Jones oh, he was, was, he was horrific. God. He was god. He Couldn't you know cover, he couldn't like tackle, Andy? couldn't pursue. He was aside one of the worst for, football players on the field. Oh, it, he, was like, te- he was terrible. And Riley Reef. I, is he one of your starting offensive linemen or not? He's is, out is there. Is Riley Reef's injury tonight the big takeaway? I saw a lot of people take him to the tweet machine or the ex-witter tonight saying, uh-oh, you know, right? Oh, you can't afford to – the Patriots already had shallow to no depth on the offensive line. What are they going to do with a Riley Reef injury? Uh, here, Here's what they're going to do. Continue to stink and underperform right. and underwhelm the same way they have all preseason and training camp long. This offensive line stinks. It's I don't not, think it's, he's a star. It stinks. I don't think he's a starter even when he's healthy. I think the starters are Onwenu and Cole Strange and probably City So. I think City So might have played himself or, or Mafi. One of those two guys may have played themselves into playing time. I'm not sure Reef is a starter. The other thing that bothered me was this whole idea, you can't possibly put Mac Jones and other guys out there behind the offensive line. It's all this, it's all that. Well, three of the guys that you would have put out there, people were telling me were starters. Trent Brown, David yep. Andrews, and Riley Reef. So 
let's not pretend you have no offensive line and are we just are we going to tap out if that happens in the regular season uh we don't have enough linemen so uh we're not going to play our starters this week and the other thing was bailey zappy can we put frick i just almost swore zappy fever to bed like, please, please don't ever. Zappy horrific. hour, zappy fever. He has stunk. Oh Bill God. O'Brien did us all a massive favor by undressing him and ripping him when he missed that out route to Malik Cunningham. Now, Malik Cunningham kind of shorted his route as well. Uh, if you missed it, don't worry. You missed it, and you're you all missed nothing. for it, everybody. You missed yes. absolutely. If you missed anything tonight and you happen to just be in the car or wherever you happen to be and you're catching this, everything that's taken place as I bloviated for five on my own and then hard joined the program, way more exciting than Friday night's loss in Nashville. Um, an observation, a question, and then I know we have to kick it to break, and the Taz man is going to update Already? us on everything else. That's been, I, it, dude, the show is flying Let's right go. now. The energy between you and me and the C4 you chugged before the program has quintupled what the Patriots put forth out there tonight. Uh, Patriots could have used Jones, a few C4s in the they, locker room they, they in Tennessee. could have used some C4s, some prime energies, Red Bulls, Something. whatever, you name Anything. it. Anything. Let me ask you this. A little milk. Did Jack Jones, I, I don't care what they have to do, ups, downs, left, rights, whatever. Did Jack Jones... Uh, was was his effort tonight indicative of anybody who feels like they probably have a spot secured but had to go through the motions tonight like I'm just not going to I'm going to do enough to make sure that I don't get hurt because I didn't see I only saw a high level of compete from a few guys that I hadn't really seen pop to date on the preseason or guys I knew could be somewhere between spot 51 and 57 clawing for that last job. Yeah, I don't – the Jack Jones thing was weird because I don't think he pussyfooted through the game. He had that one hit where he and, I don't know, somebody wrapped up a running back and he laid the lumber. Like, it's not like he was avoiding all contact. He just got stiff-armed. He couldn't cover. When he did cover, he interfered. It was a a bad performance from a guy who's supposed to be one of your starting cornerbacks. And I, I would I would lump that in with everything. I, I think this entire week was a bad – Poorly managed week in terms of the sort of um, aura, mentality, energy, effort, and attitude of the New England Patriots. Bad indeed. And the question to you, and I'll put this to our audience as well in case anyone is awake enough and if they weren't dulled to sleep by tonight's preseason loss in Nashville by the Patriots to the Tennessee Titans. Far from even a Vrabellian effort by the Titans, but it looked like they knew that they could take advantage of and roll the Pats, and it was not uh, a difficult affair for them. From Jump Street tonight, that was a box-to-wire dub for the Titans, not that it matters much to them as well. I'll ask you and the audience at large this, Andy. Did Bill Belichick see enough in the joint practices in Green Bay and last Saturday night's aborted W, if you will, against the Packers with 10 and a half minutes left to say, I'm just going to go through the motions the rest of the way, and I think I'm good. I know who my guys are going to be. We'll just go. We'll just finish this up. And what do at games like this for the audience at large, for the fandom that has to pay money, go to the tailgate if such a thing exists on night like this, pay the money, give away the tickets, whatever. What does this say about the preseason? And is it even really worth preseasoning after all if these are the kind of efforts we're going to see? 617-779-7937. There's your number if you want to hop on and talk a little Patriots on tonight's one-hour Six Rings postgame show. It's Fitzy. It's Hart. It's you straight up until midnight. Patriots lose 23 to 7, correct, Andy? Yes, 23 to 7. Tacked one Thank on you lead. very much. What a game. What a game. What an affair. What a night to remember. And what a time to have your first trending during a Six Rings postgame show from Taz himself. Take it away, buddy. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Like I said before, it's a true honor to do this What's Trending. You might want to uh, take down the music a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, bit. This is yours truly, Mike Tazi, and here is What's Trending. Alex Verdugo made it back-to-back days with a leadoff homer, and Cutter Crawford struck out seven Dodgers in five innings, but the game got away from the Sox in the sixth and seventh innings, where L.A. put up back-to-back three spots to take control of the game. Dodgers beat the Red Sox 7-4. Mookie Betts went one for four with two runs scored in his return to Fenway. Tomorrow's pitching matchups feature a pair of left-handers, James Paxton for the Red Sox and Julio Urias for the Dodgers. First pitch is at 4:10 on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. Mike Vrabel's Titans defeated Bill Belichick's Pats 23 to 7 in the preseason finale tonight. I'm Mike Tazi, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. I don't really need validation. I just think it's difficult to box without sparring, and and so. You know, preseason, the opportunity for us to spar and sharpen our sword for the battle. (laughs) Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin with a soundbite that went viral earlier today. On Friday, August 25th, and I think it is quite relevant when we discuss the New England Patriots pregame effort, to, or rather, I should I say, preseason effort tonight and all preseason long, as starters were not much of a factor in their one home game for shame anyone who had to sit through that, let alone pay the money, as they lost 20-9 to to the Houston Texans, and tonight they drop a 23-7 to affair to the, Nash- the Tennessee Titans in Nashville as well. I think those words from Mike Tomlin tell you exactly what he's looking for out of his team and the high level of compete that the Steelers brought to the preseason. And, oh, boy, any questions you had about these New England Patriots, any doubt you may have had, though, again, you didn't see a lot of run from the starters, may have been amplified because the backups did nothing to light the fire, flip the switch, or ignite the masses. This is the Six Rings postgame show with Fitzy and Hart here on WEI up till midnight. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. There's your number. We'll get to your calls in just a minute. Of course, tonight's show, uh, this hour is brought to you by Nissan Northeast and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Shop your local Nissan store or NissanUSA.com today. Andy, earlier this week I wrote for WEI.com that there was a potentially available tackle on the market Uh, who happened to also have the last name Jones, and the Patriots may have wanted to investigate adding a fifth Jones to their roster to help shore up some of their offensive line issues. Tackle Josh Jones graded out very well last year for the Arizona Cardinals, a pretty sad sack football team in the NFC West in 2022. In place of D.J. Humphreys, who is now healthy, as is veteran tackle Kelvin Beecham. And also, by the way, they also added Paris Campbell Jr. in the draft, making... Uh, Josh Jones expendable who went and got him a team that already has a pretty good young offensive line in the form of the Houston Texans they sent a fifth rounder to Arizona got back Josh Jones a potential starter in a walk year and a seventh rounder and you're telling me the New England Patriots couldn't have offered up a fourth a fifth a sixth if they're going to get a seventh and a potential starting tackle back when you have zero starting tackles signed in 2024 and there are doubts galore over the majority of the offensive line? For real. 
I'm not even worried about 2024. I, I'm not sure you have tackles for 2023 right now. Uh, I told you the other day how much I did not enjoy watching Dietrich Wise use Trent Brown as a speed bump on the practice field. We saw Trent Brown standing on the sideline tonight uh, next to Mac Jones. I, I'm not sure you have adequate tackles right now uh, beyond all the other offensive line issues. So, yeah, I don't really understand why they wouldn't have been in on something like that because, quite frankly, they need bodies. They're using Bill Murray. They're using every rookie they can throw out there. They had so in, hasn't played tackle since 2018. They had Jeremiah Farms, a defensive lineman, have to take some practice field snaps on the offensive line. They are scrambling why they would not be involved in something like that for a pittance of a price um, really makes no sense to me. And, and I, yeah. I'm starting to feel bad for Adrian Clem because he is just like – he, he's given nothing right now. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. The thing he is given, his best offensive lineman is supposed to be Trent Brown, which is a guy that in a good year would take a lot of work and motivational effort from a coach, as we learned from Dante Scarnecchia, who was actually mm-hmm. able to get the best from Trent Brown. But all the rest is an absolute mess for his first season. So, yeah, I, the line, we've talked about it from start to finish. The line will be the be-all, end-all, start-all. All the other conversations you want to have, oh, Zeke, does he still have anything left? Oh, do they have too many receivers? Oh, who's the number? Blah, blah, blah. All of it is white noise until they figure out the damn line. And where, by the way, did this late-week narrative or storyline of the Patriots having a glut, or I believe the the term du jour was logjam, yeah, at Boston rece- Globe at receiver ben that, that actually came ben from Volan. the Globe from Volan yep. and then he I wrote said, a whole story re- they have seven receivers they have too many blah 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 right. lots of words 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 uh, and then I saw like Jeff Howe tonight tweeting out that he expects the Patriots will get some calls this week on uh, Kendrick Bourne I mean well wh- that's been a popular narrative Patriots... for some reason what is this there all was, about they don't have enough um, talent to spare Bill Barnwell wrote that Fox mm-hmm. Sports wrote that I I I don't, I don't know what people think. I don't know what people see. I don't know if they actually don't pay attention to what's going on. I think there's a very good chance Kendrick Bourne is the best receiver the Patriots have. Why would they trade him? They don't have too many of them. They, like, it just, I don't know where these things come from and where they spread in the modern internet-driven uh, media. It's, it's nuts. Uh, before I get to our first call of the evening, who has a word on the preseason at large, Uh-oh. in my pre-show tweet tonight, uh, as well as my secondary tweet about the relief I felt that the Patriots preseason was over, many of the replies like shotgun chicken on the tweet machine, that was possibly the worst preseason game of all time. What a brutal affair. Uh, Christy Moreau, thank goodness I've been more excited about what I've read coming out of trading camp than what I've seen in these games. Um shy mike cheyenne sully that was the worst preseason game i've ever seen apparently teams are more interested in shielding on film what they want to do week one than anything else again that begs the question then why do we even preseason at this point we talked about joint practices possibly dying their second death within the last 25 years after what happened last saturday night to isaiah bolden fortunately it's no laughing matter nor is it something i mean to diminish the significance of but he had a concussion, not just a concussion. He was concussed. It was a pretty bad one, obviously, because he was out on the field for a while. But he's okay. We'll see what his status is later on as the roster gets whittled down to 53 and injury designations are handed out this week. But the joint practices all over the NFL this preseason, Andy, were cantanker- they were cantankerous. There were fights. 
uh, helmets thrown, people getting hurt, joints, shoulders out of whack, everything. It was a mess. It was it was a little bit of a mess. So when you add that to these sloppy, uh, just absolutely sappy affairs that are just slow and slogs and there's little excitement. I mean, save for maybe the commanders ending the Ravens eight year preseason win streak earlier this week. I mean, what's the exciting moment of the preseason at large, let alone for the Foxborough faithful? Well, if I'm a Titans fan, I actually kind of liked what I saw from Malik Willis tonight. Uh, and their running backs, actually. Well, yeah. Malik Willis, I thought, came on as the game came on. I thought their running backs ran tough. Um, I thought they did some things offensively. I thought they kind of competed a little bit. And we mentioned it. Some of the Patriots' defensive players certainly competed. Uh, lesser players, bottom-of-the-roster yep. type players. But, yeah, this is going to be an ongoing discussion that I don't know when it'll be revisited because now we're going to move to cuts in the regular season. But... What the NFL is doing, and I, I've proposed there might be a time when you just go sort of the college football route where it's it's all in-house, it's closed, and you don't see people until the opener. And, like, who's starting, who's playing this, who's – like, there may still be practices and some things coming out of their practices, but you may not see joint practices and preseason games at some point because that, there's just such a wide array of the way people are handling them and the product has been pretty bad. Because, again, I'll say it. I thought the first one was just as bad as this one, except for the Malik Cunningham drive. That saved that game. People saw that and were like, okay, that was that was kind of fun. Other than that, I thought the first and the third Patriots preseason games were putrid. I mean, we got Trace McSorley tonight. Nobody by – there was no popular demand for Trace McSorley uh, under center once again tonight. And I, and I can't help but believe now that Malik Cunningham is struggling – if you will, to make the roster because they didn't really give him significant run at quarterback. We saw an awful lot of Bailey Zappi, who you pointed out earlier in the show, did nothing, nothing to acquit himself well. He did not play very well at all. He got a tongue lashing from Bill O'Brien on the sideline as well. Guys you would expect to at least go out there and put on a pro-level performance, especially some who experienced the game at such a high level and quarterbacked actual wins in the 2022 season should have been able to do something. But then again, the ingredients, if you will, these chefs were cooking with in the kitchen were pretty lackluster. Let's go to the phones. Pat's Nation wants to chime in after tonight's merciful end to the 2023 preseason. Let's hit it up on line one. Roger is up in the 603. He says preseason doesn't matter. Roger, the floor is yours. Hello, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Love you. Roger, thank you. Bob. Thanks. It's, it's come on. Like, whether we start 3-0 and or 0-3, and you, you never look back and be like, oh, hey, remember preseason, blah, 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 blah. Belichick is Belichick. We're going to get it done. It doesn't matter. Wait, Roger, I all just right? want to Roger, – Roger, for total serious, we all understand. The boat is called eight rings. The postgame show is called six rings. Greatest coach of all time. Defensive mastermind. Only coach in the NFL right now who's got a defensive game plan in the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. We get it. I, yes, I respect the man uh, at large ad nauseum. However, facts are facts. He is a 500 regular season coach and overall a losing coach since Tom Brady left town. And while we believe that he is going to be able to, or at least I think most in Pat's nation, I still think to date, believe that he's going to be able to lead the turnaround and he's made more good than bad decisions with Matt Groh and company this offseason. Uh, it is still legal, Roger, to put forth a little excitement or to – 
uh, crank things up, maybe step on the gas a tiny bit in the preseason. You heard Mike Tomlin, a coach who hasn't had a losing record, period, as head coach of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers earlier in the program, say he thinks starters should play more often in the preseason. Iron sharpens iron. He has to get these guys battle-tested and ready. What, what what was the point of this entire preseason? Why doesn't Belichick kind of like treat it like he does Andy the um, what is it the ceremonial coach's photo and just not appear in it? Why why not just say now nah, we're not going to play? <laughs> well, he kind of did. Well, because he knows what's what, and like you said earlier, I I like you said earlier, I would rather them keep it a secret. And also, what about the Ravens? They've they've won how many preseason games in a row? How many wait, championships? Wait, wait. Is we're not talking game? about winning and losing. I don't. I, I could not care less about winning okay. and losing. That's I'm talking about get, no, 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 no. Listen, stop talking, please. Listen, the, it's about getting players on the field, getting them prepared, getting them the reps. It's not about the statistics or the final score. And Bill, this week is just the perfect example. He canceled joint practices, had two very easy light practices, then didn't play anybody in the you preseason don't, you don't game. Think it's for a reason. Okay, what's the reason? For a reason. Sure. What's the reason? We're actually trying to divine what that particular. What's his plan? Because he's the genius. He's the genius with a losing record two of the last three years. Bill, you guys are in the position to ask Bill, not me. But and he won't answer. Preseason. He did what was in the best interest of the football team. Doesn't matter. Okay, so so you're fine. I hope Uh, you think that September doesn't matter either, because that could get ugly. Hi, Roger. I appreciate the call very much. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much, say? Roger. I I don't know. It's the extension of the preseason. So does that matter? I don't know. Yeah. People will. The tell. preseason doesn't matter because the wins and the losses don't matter. Uh, if it doesn't matter, people shouldn't even have to pay for the games. Right. But it does matter as far as players popping, players shining, players breaking through, players establishing preparing. a job for themselves, preparing. I uh, I don't think this is Bill Belichick not taking the preseason seriously, but I do have to wonder exactly what he's seen or what's made him think. I'm okay with the preseason. Let's kind of just pack it in, and we'll see a couple other guys fight for spots 52 and 53. I just, Andy, we might be watching two completely different things. I don't think you and I have watched enough football, talked enough football to be so jaded at this point that we're seeing something completely different than everyone else. And nor are we sitting here now telling you the Pats are going to go three and 14 either. Nope. But the, the 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 issues that the Doug Kides, Mike Giardis, Andrew Callahan's, Tom E. Currens, Andy Hart's, Nick Fitzy Stevens, and all uh, have been telling you about for weeks ca- continue tonight. The offensive line, maybe he didn't want to play any starters because they were going to get killed out there. Okay, so let me just well, – let's go down that road. You're afraid Mac would get hurt, right, because the line stinks. Well, mm-hmm. I will continue to say – Three of your potential starters were available. Riley Reef was out there. Trent Brown and David Andrews are available. Why can't you have Bailey Zappi behind that line throwing to Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, and those guys? Maybe he needs the reps. Don't they need the reps? Does nobody need reps? Apparently not. Okay. Apparently and maybe not. it'll work. Maybe they'll upset the Eagles, roll through the Dolphins, shock the world. The genius is back. They're on their roll like Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated thinks is going to happen. Maybe that'll happen. Or maybe it won't, and we'll talk to you in September. All right, back up to New Hampshire we go for a completely different perspective on the Patriots in the preseason. This is Justin up in the Granite State. Hello, Justin. Fitzy, Andy, uh, good evening. I hate to be the the Debbie Downer. Fitzy, I've talked to you about this before. 
Look, everything that I've seen about this football team through the preseason, listening to the reports from training camp, that the offensive line looks like it, it has like a, a giant donut hole in every single gap. I don't think they could block a, a high school team right now. I am very concerned. Fitz, you know how I feel about Belichick. I don't think his model works anymore. I think it's mm-hmm. outdated, and I think we're going to see that. And I think this is the this is the end. Okay, this is the end. And, and as football fans, it's terrible. We had a great run, but at New England, now we're trying to piece together these moments of hope. There really is no hope. We might be a 500 team. We might be a game below 500, a game above 500, nothing more. There is no reason for Roger to be excited. There aren't enough double IPAs in New England to get about to get excited about this football team right now. Uh, there's some pretty good double IPAs in New England, and I may just be treating myself to one in a few minutes when the postgame show wraps up. Justin, I appreciate the call, and I, yes, I have I have heard your message. It resonates a little louder right now, although those may be some dull, if not unnecessary, thuds. We'll see in 16 days' time. I do think, Andy, that Justin doesn't just – I'm sure he speaks for himself, as he does eloquently when he calls into our postgame show and beyond – but I don't think he's just speaking for a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of a minority. I think now – and it's not just based on the preseason. I think there is a growing, I won't say storm, but perhaps a small swell, a surge of fans that are getting tired of seeing things uh, uh, so underwhelming. This, uh, issues presenting themselves that we all cry about and clamor for assistance on and the Patriots continue to ignore. Again, if all of a sudden this galvanized unit comes out in a couple of weeks' time and competes with, if not blows the doors off of, if it maybe just even miraculously upsets the Eagles and comes out of September two and two, three and one. Shame on me. Shame on you. Shame on all of us. But whoa, boy, there must be something completely different happening uh, in the bubble and behind the closed doors at one formerly Tom Brady place than what we've seen so far over the last month and a half, guy. Yeah, no, there. I mean, there's still two weeks. We've talked about it. Sixteen days or whatever it is from cutdowns and all this blah blah blah. And maybe there is smoke and there are mirrors and there are these things. But, you know, I think um, the, the reports of the practice field have to be taken with a grain of salt. Has there been good things? Obviously. These, these are not incapable boobs at every position for 1 to 90 on the roster. But some of that has been because the guy doesn't actually get sacked on the practice field. So that's, a, that's one thing I'd like to throw out there. I mean, we saw a quarterback tonight, Bailey Zappi, fumbled Three times, correct? Three times mm-hmm. in, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's not what you're looking for, but it is sort of consistent with what we've seen on the practice field, the protection and the quarterbacks having to bounce around and do some of those things. So, um, you know, Roger can have his optimism, and, you know, I, I, I like that. I, I wish I was a little more like that, just blind faith sometimes. I don't have that. I'm too analytical. I'm too cynical. I look at the facts before me, and I kind of let them lead me down a road. Um, Roger can have his blind faith, and I hope it is is realized. I hope it is it comes to fruition. I just I don't know how you can watch and read and see everything that's happened this summer, preseason games and practice field, and not have some serious concerns that there's a lot of work to do for this team behind closed doors over the next two weeks to get ready for the opener. Last quick call before we get to the break, and when we return in our final segment of this evening's Six Rings postgame show, Andy will give you a quick version of three up and three down, and we'll run through the roster for some competitive battles we see ahead as the Patriots have some difficult decisions to make 
overall up until Tuesday when their roster needs to be cut down from 90 players all the way to the active 53 game man, 53 man game day roster of course practice squad fill-ups will happen after that and of course the Patriots can also dip into the talent pools of the other 31 teams facing some difficult cuts as well Sean's out in Worcester he wants to weigh in on the Pats hello Sean yeah what's going on guys what's up um I have the Patriots going five and seven this year. I, I don't know what you guys have them going at, but well, I have them playing uh, five more games, Sean. No, no they're going. Well, they're going to be five and five and twelve. They're only going to win five games. Yep, okay. five and five twelve. Games. Be, five between games. five and seven games, but um, uh, the other thing is. Mac Jones is going to be looking for thirty to forty million dollars a year. Are you willing to pay that for him? Because uh, his ego, his ego thinks that he's worth that. How do you know that? Uh, well, it's Sean, thank you very much for the how call. I appreciate that. I don't even. We don't know that. There's no need to entertain that now. We've got bigger questions. We're not sure what his ego dictates. I'd be willing to pay thirty to forty million dollars to get that minute of my life back, as well as oh. uh, solidify. Oh no, okay, it was fine. Don't but, be uh, mean. These are our people. I know there are people as well. Eleven forty three at night. The guy took the trouble to call us and I break appreciate, down the Patriots. Yes, no, I do. I just he thinks five to seven games they'll win tops this season. I'm very curious if that's what Pat's Nation feels at large. The win total is for this team. Seven is that very curious number, as our guy Mike Cadlick has pointed out before. Seven and a half is the Vegas win total right now. I still think they can finish over top of that. But people have concerns and questions, and they feel semi-legitimate after what we saw. I mean, at this point, if we're not even going to preseason, don't make people pay for games like this. Don't make us sit through games like this. Like This is, this is absolutely brutal. All right, when we come back, a three up, a three down. Uh, and uh, Ronnie Perkins threw up and then threw someone down on the field. One of the only highlights of the night. Who actually flashed tonight? Who has a chance of making the roster and who may be bidding farewell to their Foxborough red, white, and silver? It's all coming up with Fitzy and Hart here on a Friday night edition preseason style of the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Time now for the Six Rings postgame show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Rocking the MGM Music Hall at Fenway, September 9th. Today may have been a nice day for a white wedding, but it was not much of a day for a preseason game in Nashville. Patriots. Lose to the Titans 23-7. Did the final score even matter at this point? What mattered was the effort, energy, and attitude. The EEA, as so often highlighted by my co-host, Andy Hart, here on the program. And, of course, the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Andy, tonight, ultimately, is all about preparation for the regular season and finding out who's going to make the 53, who may be looking at practice squad, and who may be looking to pack up their apartment in the Attleboro, Foxborough, or Franklin Area. So let's get right down to it. Who are the three who popped and who are the three who should be packing up after tonight's effort in Nashville? So uh, all the thumbs up are on the defensive side of the ball. Let's give this the energy, effort, and attitude team. Uh, Marte Mapu, your third-round pick, made his debut. I liked what I saw. Physical at the linebacker position, had some coverage opportunities where he uh, showed himself capable. So a little taste of your mid-round pick who could be an mm-hmm. intriguing guy in defense. Uh, then I'm going to give you a trio of uh, of 
front seven defenders that were just all over the field, and that's Calvin Munson, game-high mm-hmm. 10 tackles, had an interception, had a tackle for a loss. He is a core special teamer who I think showed himself good enough backing up on defense to make the roster. Sam mm-hmm. Roberts, who was on the down end last week for stupid penalties and mistakes, was on the up end this week for energy, where he was chasing everything that moved with a Titans uniform on, made plays, had a sack, tackle for a loss. And Ronnie Perkins, the aforementioned uh, vomiter, who uh, Mm -hmm. laid it all out there, puked, made the tackle, went to the sideline, came back, played almost the whole game. And we should mention, it was 100 degrees in Tennessee, and uh, that's why he was vomiting. But he put everything he had out there. Third-year guy, third-round pick, hasn't done much. We'll see, but he had a nice effort. Thumbs down, I think it starts with your quarterback. I thought Bailey Zappi was pretty putrid, and uh, I think Bill O'Brien agreed with me when he was yelling at him. Um, Three fumbles, lost one of them. I think they had 57 yards passing. They did nothing offensively. The line wasn't good, but neither was the quarterback. Oh, next on the list, the offensive line. Uh, Stuber, Hines, Andrews, Reef, and City So were the first line out there. They were not good. Um, ironically, you had one very easy Kevin Harris touchdown run in there where he kind of walked into the end zone after a turnover. Other Jason than Hines that, did a nice job blocking on that one. Yeah, So, but, but one block does not uh, a night make for that five-man unit. They were terrible. And I talked about it earlier. Jack Jones, who should have been one of the better players on the field, He's supposed to be a starter, supposed to be a developing number two corner, maybe a number one corner, who knows. Um, He was bad against the run. There was one run play, one of those long runs. He was running in the wrong direction to the other side of the field. He had no idea where the ball was, um, had the pass interference, couldn't cover, couldn't couldn't tackle, couldn't really get stiff-armed and embarrassed on that'll be a highlight in the Tennessee area. So Jack Jones, uh, not a good night, my friend. Uh, the New England Patriots finished their final third preseason affair overall with 79 total yards, 24 passing, 55 rushing, 1.9 yards per play, and eight first downs overall. Ugh. Andy, uh, you may well be back with a roster projection podcast tomorrow with Mike Cadlick. Yep. Sunday, you and I will be on from 10 to 1230. With more analysis, we'll probably have some actual cuts and roster moves made by then. To break down and analyze, I just want to get one out there. I agree with you. Sam Roberts and Ronnie Perkins did a nice job of possibly auditioning for the roster, as did Calvin Munson tonight. Malik Cunningham, the people want to know, yes or no to the 53? Nope. Practice squad. I know. They may have hit him. As you predicted on the podcast earlier this week, they may have hidden him just enough so that other teams didn't get enough film to actually use a 53-man spot on him. All right, Andy, good job. Thanks for staying up late tonight. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, callers. Thank you, Mike Tazi. Great job on the show tonight. This has been the Six Rings postgame show wrapping up. Hallelujah. PTL, the Patriots preseason 2023. 16 days to the regular season. We're on to Philadelphia. Have a great night, everybody. See you. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.